This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Guys, if you want an easy tool to use to book your meetings back to back, to batch your calls, to make sure people actually show up when they schedule, you want to use Acuity Scheduling. It's what I use for my podcast interviews at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. I'll tell you more about how I use it later on in the episode. Nathan Latke here, and this is episode 483. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from crowdfunding CEO of Start Engine. Uh, his name is Ron Miller and Snapwire CEO Chad Newell. Uh, Start Engine has raised over $7 million to help people raise more capital, companies specifically, and it's all totally legal. And unaccredited investors can invest as little as 500 bucks to own equity in these companies. Top Tribe, good morning. My name is Nathan Latka. Our guest this morning is Timo Rain. He is the CEO and co-founder of Pipedrive, a provider of sales CRM software that gives sales teams control over their selling processes. After spending 50 grand on a CRM, by the way, Timo, I want to know which one that was. We'll talk about it in a second. For his own business, that ended up being a total waste of money. Timo brought together a few engineering friends to create a better CRM solution for his own needs. This was the genesis of Pipedrive, which now has over 30,000 small business users worldwide and has raised over 13.4 million bucks in VC funding. Timo, are you ready to take us to the top? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, thank you first, Nathan, for having me here. Yeah, we're going to have fun today. 50 grand on a CRM. What year was this and who'd you spend it on? I think it was 2002 or three, if okay. I'm not wrong. And it was um, one of the biggest, uh, Microsoft, uh, with, the, with the Dynamics program, um, which at that time we thought was, was really, really good and functional. I think it is. But it just uh, turned out to be uh, a big investment with uh, not as much return. Yeah. So you walk us through what, before we get into some economics, walk us through what Pipedrive does and how you generate revenue. Yeah, what we do is we help small businesses around the world to um, control the complex sales process. And then we build a tool for that uh, purpose. And um, people usually find it online uh, and they get up and running in a couple of minutes and uh, and they off to the races. You've raised 13.4 million bucks. Uh, give us a set. Well, I, I want to understand first off what year you found the business in, and then I'm, I have some questions about kind of current current status. Sure, we founded the business in 2010 in June, and uh, the product went out uh, in March 2011. And then what's current team size today? Uh, I actually don't know the exact number, but it's uh, slightly over 200. You know, Timo, that means you're growing. Whenever a CEO says, I don't know the exact number, that's a good sign, usually, right? <laughs> let's say well you, that's one way of looking at it right? yeah yeah <laughs> good that's good so 200 and where are you guys based 
So we have two offices, which are the biggest ones. Uh, we have a Tallinn office in Estonia, which is the bulk of the office, and then the New York office in Manhattan, which is a smaller office. Okay, so so Estonia and Estonia and New York City. Where is Estonia? Uh, as a country. Uh, oh, sorry, the country. Sorry, I thought maybe it was a city in San Francisco or something. You're talking, you're talking, <laughs> about, actual, Esto- you're talking about actual <laughs> Estonia, the country. Yeah, so it's it's in Eastern Europe. It's um, so very close to Scandinavian countries. No, no, I, I, I know where Estonia, the country is. I just I wasn't sure. I thought you were referencing a very specific city somewhere. So no, got are it. <laughs> okay. Estonia. Okay, got me mixed up. That's All okay. Right. And are you based in New York? I'm actually still based in California because our um, first ever U.S. office was in California. As okay. we went through the AngelPad incubator in San Francisco in 2011, and so we landed here. But then we moved our office to New York last year. Okay, got it. So let's fast forward. So your first year was 2010. This is always an embarrassing question, but what was your first year revenue? Do you remember? Uh, well, tw- 2010, there was none, zero, because okay. we were still in uh, beta and close beta. What so about 2011? We, yeah, 2011. Oh, God. I, 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 I failed to know the exact number. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do remember the, you know, the first months of the MRR, though, which was just a couple of hundreds and then slowly go over and over a thousand. And yeah, yeah. We, we, did have, we did have about 80 small, very small customers in five months time. So yeah. that number I remember. Very small. What, they're paying five, 10 bucks a month? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, 80 customers, small amounts. And then uh, let's fast forward. 2015 total revenue. So 2015, uh, uh, he's looking at his whiteboard. I can feel it. He's turning around, looking at the whiteboard behind it with all his metrics on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, a, it was, a. I think the, we, we were around 2015. I don't know exactly actually the, the, the yearly figure, but, uh, we were able to go uh, beyond uh, 10 million in ARR. Uh, during that year or so. Got it. So maybe, I mean, I'm going to make this up based off the 10 million ARR figure, but maybe total revenue did like eight, eight million or something like that in 2015. You might not be very far off. Yeah, something like that. Okay, cool. Um, you said you're currently, as of October 2016, you've passed 880 grand per month, which is 10 million ARR. No, that was last year, you said. Oh, that was yes. last year. Okay. And then, so where are we today, October 2015? What's your current ARR? So we've been able to um, double most of the important KPIs, let's say, okay. um, year over year. Um, so being that vague, is it fair to say you're doing more than a million bucks per month? Yeah. Okay, good. North, and, north of that. North of, north of a million bucks per month. Great. So super healthy business, guys. Uh, uh, Timo, go take us back. Uh, you said you had 30,000 total users. Uh, are those also paying customers or is it a subset of that? No, they are, they are the customers, yeah. They, okay, so 30,000 paying customers. Do you yeah. have a free, a free plan? We, we don't. We have the trial as most of the SaaS businesses. Okay, got it. And then uh, talk to us in terms of uh, how you're pricing Pipedrive. Oh, it's very simple in terms of uh, uh, price. You just uh, pick up the uh, plan that you like. We have three plans right now. One is uh, around 12 bucks, I think. Is it, we're on because it's euros and dollars that... You know, uh, worldwide yeah. sort of mixes up things a bit, but it's 12, then it goes to 25 and then 75. Got it. And what is, if you kind of took a weighted average, what's the average customer paying you per month? Well, our average customers actually tend to be quite small. Uh, you know, you're four or five people per team. Uh, okay. So you can do the calculation from there. Uh, so what are we talking like a hundred bucks per month on average per business? Depending on the plan then, yes. 
Okay. Because um, yeah, you yeah. have number of seats and then you have the whole, like the business, right? So yep. uh, the 30,000 number you gave me, that's total businesses or total seats on the businesses? Total businesses. Total businesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I guess I can just do the math. I can do one, a minimum of 1 million divided by obviously that 30,000 to get a minimum business average revenue per user or kind of per business per month of 33 bucks. But gut tells me based off seat price is probably much higher than that. Timo's going to be uh, quiet and just let me keep talking, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> you just want to get very specific. That's good. That's okay. Um, look, the reason I ask the questions, it's important, I think, for the audience to understand kind of where the business size is. So what are some of the things, Timo, at your kind of scale that you're thinking about on a daily basis? Are you doing things like cohort tracking on CAC, LTV, churn, stuff like that? Yep. And what? so what is uh, monthly gross customer churn? Uh, again, you know, some of the numbers I'd rather be, you know, more vague, <laughs> but uh, but we do have, I'll, I'll say that, we do have a large number of customers uh, at the very, very small end, uh, which means that your, you know, one seed user uh, just using it for the personal productivity. Uh, and uh, and that's why also, as you understand, the, the, the churns tend to be quite high because of, you know, uh, businesses uh, are started like that. Uh, quite often businesses don't even get out, off the ground. Uh, but you still use some sort of tool. So this is where we experience uh, the, the largest of our churn. And uh, and then as businesses get somewhat bigger, um, you know, the tools also become uh, much more stickier and uh, hopefully also useful. But at the same time, we, we keep on building and making sure that we can, you know, serve the customers which, which are growing uh, with us. And educate us on kind of a, a business at your size and your level. What should churn be? Not maybe, maybe not what your actual churn is, but what should, just as a benchmark, should general gross monthly customer churn be? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, so, so I'm going to give you some indication, but it's kind of difficult to tell because it very much depends on, on, um, uh, on the tool itself. It also depends on the business size, uh, whether they, you know, whether you're serving the more enterprise uh, customers where, you know, the numbers tend to be, you know, less than 1% a month when you look at the, just the logos. Uh, and then the more up you go, you know, the, the numbers get smaller. As you get down uh, to smaller, smaller customers, then the numbers tend to be, you know, around 2 or 3%. Uh, and then very, very small, you the numbers go even, you know, higher. But uh, but you try to manage the best way you can. And it's dif- it's difficult, differ- different for different products as well. As some of the products that you, I use sort of more daily, some of them, you know, uh, less uh, frequently and, and still used, but, but less frequently. So I am, to sort of give a full answer to everybody. Yeah, no, I understand. I imagine based off the fact that you've raised capital, you've kind of proven that you can spend money to make more money. So you probably have some insights around customer acquisition cost. As a general rule, as the CEO kind of leading the business, what are you willing to spend on customer acquisition relative to your lifetime value? Well, if you go into this industry and then you p- speak with people who invest in companies and have a better sense overall, then the the number that you probably also you know have picked up when you read some of the things is one to three um, ratio of of CAC to LTV, and uh, and I think this is this is a probably a good healthy view of looking at this, and uh, and sometimes you don't get there uh, in all of the channels, but you have to sort of make your bets and maybe one to two and two and a half at some point, but. Then there's also other things like uh, how quickly are you actually able to, um, you know, get that spending, spend it, you know, spend cash also back as a payback period. So, and this is where people talk numbers like uh, definitely will be good if, um, you know, within 10 months or even less, eight or six months, that will be like very, very good. 
you can get your um, uh, spent money back. What percentage of your new signups is related to getting money back? What percentage of your new signups sign up for an annual plan up front, maybe at a discount versus doing the monthly payment? Two questions or one? One. Yes. Okay. So it's coming in. What percent? Right. What percentage of your new user signups sign up for the annual plan? Um, for the annual, I think around 25 or so, that's, 20 to 25. That's pretty healthy. And again, the reason I asked is that obviously pulls cash forward. Yeah. Yeah. 25%. Great. Um, so you said mentioned 200 team members uh, throughout Estonia, kind of New York City. Uh, sounds like a small San Francisco uh, office as well. Uh, but Tino, uh, I imagine this, uh, the business kind of this size, you could really do, I mean, whatever you want to do, you could keep raising capital, you could you sell the business, like a sales force or something. What do you want to do with the business? What, how, how do you kind of drive the company? Yeah, you can do that and you can start the businesses like that. Like, hey, guys, let's see, build something. Let's see if it flies. And if it doesn't fly within 18 months, we're done and we jump onto something else. But we didn't go into this like that. So um, we had a we had a business that we were built pretty much from from ground up for about 12 years and knew, you know, what went in, into this and, and how the results started happening and how the scaling started happening and how, how some of the scaling didn't. And. So when we started it, we knew with the other co-founders that it's going to be a long road. I mean, you know, mostly because of what we knew, what we had to build, uh, because of the challenge that we realized was there, um, that it's going to take us uh, quite a number of years of hard work and hopefully smart work uh, on top of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, when you ask, like, what do you want to do? We have our internal uh, internal goals and, and sort of success definitions, which take us a number of years. Yeah. Did the, the 13.4 million that you guys have raised, uh, was that, what was that a seed was a series a, um, most of that was series a. Okay. And well, we were also, we were also able to raise money before from investors actually from all around the world, really. Well, so what was your series a, was it 10 million or 11 million or 12 or what? Around nine. Okay. It was nine. Okay. So the previous money was from kind of seed investors or angels, right? True. Um, so here's my question. I'm doing backwards math in terms of if you're raising nine million in a Series A based off the average of kind of what companies are selling in terms of equity in their business in their Series A to try and back into evaluation of the business. If Mark Benioff came to you from Salesforce and said, Timo, we'd love to buy the business for ninety million dollars, do you sell? No. Hundred and fifty? No. <laughs> do you have a number? Yes, but <laughs> it's different. But uh... how do you think about it, Tino? That's that's the lesson here. How do you think about your number? Uh, when you start talking about the exit of, of the company like that, like through acquisition or something? Yes. Um, well, obviously you can, you can throw like stupid numbers on, on the table at one point, some, you know, people who've been in the business for about, you know, six years, they must start at least discussing this. But, uh, but, but quite honestly, we look at this right now as, as the work undone and, uh, we do know what we owe to ourselves and to our customers. And, uh, We've been pretty lucky to to have been acquired, uh, you know, such a such a healthy number of, of customers around the world. While at the same time, as they say, when you when you, you know, build a startup, you f- you have this feeling of building an airplane where you are in the air, airborne, basically, and uh, it feels quite, you know, un- you know, almost like irresponsible to to just drop things where they are and then just uh, you know leave that half-baked product, uh, if I, if I may so, say so, but one of the co-founders I probably, I probably can, um, on, on the table, uh, it has to be built to the original vision. Uh, that's the internal feeling. And 
And to be honest, I think that's a better focus because if you focus on something which you sort of end up having a control over, I think it sort of becomes a very different reality. I mean, first of all, you can't control it. Second of all, it just happens or it doesn't happen. The world around us changes, economy goes up and down and you just, it's, it's, it's much easier for us to focus on what we need to do. And, and I would give you a different answer if, um, if we were at the end of our road in terms of the vision that we've had, but we're not. Timo, what is your, uh, what is your goal 2016? You know, it's, it's the 2016 kind of holiday party at the end of the year. You guys are celebrating because you hit X kind of, uh, X goal, whether it's a revenue goal or customer goal, or what is it? What is that goal? We would have both. Uh, we have both revenue goals and, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, customer goals. What's your revenue goal for this year that make you really happy? I'll keep that to myself. You're currently at 30,000 customers. What customer goal would make you really happy? I'd do the same. <laughs> Timo, <laughs> as you build this, where's the best place for people to connect with you online? Um, I think LinkedIn is probably one of the you know good places, uh, probably the best, uh, even though I have to apologize as I'm awfully slow there. Uh, but at least I try to you know, keep an eye on what's going on. So yeah, LinkedIn account uh, is probably the best. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings, it would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly, I schedule. And you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar. So all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch so that I can be very efficient. It's so critical. And I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling to do this at NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders. Helps you look very professional. So go to NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule to sign up and you get a great deal. You know, you guys know this. I hit people hard. I make great deals. And Gavin, the CEO, has given us a great deal. If you sign up like normal people, okay, on their website, you only get a 14-day free trial. If you use my link, NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule you get 45 days free okay it's the best it's free go to nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up and i'll see you there very good well timo we will link to in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 483 again forward slash the top 483 all right it's time for the famous five timo these are rapid fire questions one word answers you ready one word one well as fast as possible okay uh, let's see how number goes. number one what's your favorite business book I actually do have a number of them. I, I give you the the ones that I, I recently read. I mean, Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield, very nice book. Um, Ken Robinson, Element, What Happens to People When They Really Find It. Um, Amp Up Your Sales, Andy Paul, just had a podcast with him. I think a very good sales book. And Leadership Formula by Swenberg. He's a Scandinavian writer, um, so four of them. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yes and no. I oddly study uh, CEOs outside of business world, um, or that's how I look at this. I, uh, I'm really closely following people who uh, coach uh, sports teams and mainly in basketball and the guys like Greg Popovich and, and Steve Kerr. I mean, these are the guys that I, I look at more than CEOs, to be honest. Number three, besides Pipedrive, is there a favorite online tool you have like TopTel? Now, that's probably the hardest question uh, because I like so many online tools and most of them are just really basic. Real office, few of them. 
Sorry? Real offer, share a few of them. Yeah, I mean, starting from messaging with, with Slack, Viber, uh, you know, Apple tools for that, Zoom, uh, Skype uh, that we're using right now. And then, you know, just, just the browsing tools. I really don't have that sort of like a one go-to. Yep. Um, so there you go. All right, number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No, but still trying. <laughs> Good. What's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Yeah, married, three kids. Three kids, wow. And how old are you? I'm 41. 41. Okay, so three kids, 41, sitting on a rocket ship. Take us back 21 years, Timo. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I, I was really confused. Um, I wish I wasn't, but I was, and maybe there's nothing to change that. But what I would you know, tell as a mentor, hopefully, uh, to that person would be, hey, guy, just take action. You'll fail many times. I mean, it's guaranteed. Um, I think it's important that you make sure you work hard first and then you learn from works from what, you know, from what works. And I think the most important thing, which I sort of delayed more and more as I just kept working was to discover who I really am in terms of where my energy flows. And I would ask that question sooner as fast as I can. That would be probably the advice work hard ask where your energy flows folks and take action with timo rain over thirty thousand customers 13.4 million bucks raised somewhere around 8 million bucks in 2015 revenue with healthy arpus greater than 30 bucks mrr greater than a million bucks per month with churn around the average cac around the average with his team of about 200 people scattered between estonia and new york city timo thank you for taking us to the top nathan thank you for having me again if you enjoyed Timo today, go back and listen to Michael Cheng yesterday, the CEO of Snipply. They just passed 1,000 customers and $50,000 a month recurring revenue for their social media sharing lead generation service. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.